Good morning, Strikers. Rock a sock. Today's the day. So I would, I would want my grandsons, one, to be happy, okay? Two, to be, to know, we had this discussion last night about, you know, young men that paint their fingernails. You know, I don't, I don't understand it. Okay, now here's the part of this that, that as irritating as that is to me. I mean, I bought a shirt last night. Last night I bought a shirt that said, men making men. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Making men great again or something like that. Okay, because, and I bought it because of our discussion about the young man with, a, with his black fingernails. You know, I would, I would hope that my grandsons grow up with the understanding that, uh, like we talked a little bit about last night, about you need to be dangerous, but dangerous under control, like, like um, Jordan Peterson talks about. Because George Bernard Shaw said, there are two types of men in this world. There are the compromising man and the uncompromising man. The compromising man bends himself to the world. The uncompromising man bends the world to him. Therefore, all progress in this world is based on the uncompromising man. All progress in this world is due to the uncompromising man. I would hope that my grandsons would, would, would make progress in this world because they were uncompromising in their, in their core values, that they would have them, one. Two, that they would be uncompromising in them. If it doesn't line up with their core values, then they're not going to do it. Okay? I would hope that one of those core values would be honor. Um, I would hope that the, another one would be generous, generosity. You know, um, I think we talked one time before that I used to think that excellence was one of my core values, and it's not. It's the reason excellence is, was one of my core values before is because I was told that excellence should be a core value. Excellence is not a core value in my life. It's not. Fun is. Fun is a core value in my life. Okay? But I was told that excellence should be, so there I adopted it. And then when I realized that that's not who I am, I don't have a tailgate on my truck. If I had excellence as a core value, I would have had a tailgate the next week after it was stolen. I have a cracked windshield. I'm riding it out because it's not that important to me. If, it was imp if I had excellence as a core value, it would have been replaced the next week. It's not a core value. Fun's a core value for me. I would rather go have fun. I don't care about the broken windshield. I love what McConaughey said. My dad would rather have lose money and make it, lose money having fun than make money being bored. That's how I am. You know? So I would hope my grandsons would have some of that in them. You know? That they would, and I can see it. One will be that way. One will not. One just wants to go and go and go. That's my grandson. <laughs> the other one is the other grandson. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's more reserved. He's more cautious. He's more, and it's great. He's a protector. 
It's great. And he needs to protect this one. But what's funny is the little one looks at that one as, this is my hero. Whatever he does, I mean, every picture he's looking at Hudson. Every picture. But that's the one that will just go balls out everywhere. You know what I mean? He's the you-coming guy. And eventually he'll be the you-coming guy. You know what I mean? And so those are the things that I wish my grandsons, I hope my grandsons get. Core values, that they live by them, they're uncompromising to them, and that in those core values they have honor and generosity. I would hope they would have fun as part of them. Prayer, it's a plural noun, prayers, a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God or an object of worship. I'll say a prayer for him. Pray in the Spirit at all times and over every occasion. Stay alert and be present in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Strikers, why is it important to have prayer or meditation in our lives? Let's talk about it next on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Alan, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Right on. Uh, we're doing a little bit different this today. We're outside at a park. Uh, after we record today, I have a American Suicide Prevention Foundation walk in Prosper. Uh, hopefully, next time you can join us. But yes. uh, yeah, so we'll be getting doing that today. That's uh, why we're out here. Uh, our guest today. I'll let Alan bring him in here in a minute. Uh, but yeah. He, he was kind enough and let me uh, record here. So, yeah, a little different. You might hear some kids playing soccer in the background earlier. There was a little bit of uh, EDM playing. Oh, really? I was a little, I was a little okay. concerned. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, looks like uh, I think we have over twelve over 1,200 people. There's a lot of people. Uh, doing the walk today. So. Yeah. Right on. So what do we got at Grace Point Family Church going on? Grace Point Family Church, we have our young adults hangout coming up on November the 19th. We also have our street chat showers. And Say that again. <laughs> street side showers and bring the light ministries coming up on december the 3rd um just to explain a little bit street side showers is um they have portable showers that they bring out to a uh, homeless community and that way um, the homeless people there can get a shower get some fresh clothing um get a get some you know warm food in their bellies and then uh you know that way they can um feel presentable look presentable you know what i mean it's it's Showers are one thing, you know, that we, I think we take for granted nowadays. And to be able to have hot water, hot running water to clean up with is amazing. This is one thing I don't take for granted. I love my showers. I will take one Listen, in the morning you... to wake me up, and I will take one in the evening to wash the day off and relax. Yeah, so. If you've ever gone to a, to a, a country that does not have <clears throat> running water, yes, you will appreciate things like air conditioning and 
Oh, yeah. I never, we never take yeah, that for showers. granted either. I went camping a couple weekends ago, and it was 72 degrees during the nighttime, and that is not comfortable oh, no. sleeping. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, lastly, we have our permanent food bank located in Anna, Texas. It is located on 505 North Powell Parkway um, in a building that we call Grace Place. Um, it is a, uh, it's a permanent food bank slash coffee shop. Um, if anybody there finds themselves, you know, anybody in the area really finds themselves to be food insecure, feel free to stop by. Monday and Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. You can also stop by on Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, that way you can get some food uh, for free that you will eat and be happy or be happy eating. It's not like we let you do a little shopping there. It's free. Do a little shopping there. Um, and uh, yeah, let's just pray for you on your way out. Right on. Elevate Life Church, we have a Blood Drive November 13th. Uh, we have She Gathering, November 17th, Adopt-A-Block, November 19th, and continuing the Operation Christmas Child is uh, going on right now, October 23rd through the 19th of uh, November, and then sign up now for uh, the Uganda Mission Trip that's happening 20, April 23rd through May 2nd. Uh, embrace events, I don't have anything right now. Uh, they just had their... Uh, their Golf for families. Dang it, I forgot the name of it even. I don't have it in my notes. Sorry, guys. But uh, it looked like it went well. I kept an eye on it on Facebook, and they had a lot of people turn out there. So Paternity. What's that? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Swing, golf swing, swing a golf club. For swing and a miss there by the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a bit outside. All right. So, uh, Alan, who do we got today? Oh, man. Today we have uh, him and his wife are prayer warriors. I mean, if you've ever known anybody that um, always has a smile on their face, always has a good word to bring. Uh, it is it is our today's guest. Uh, he and his wife uh, do a lot of uh, mission trips. Um, they love to give back to the community. They love to give back to um, those around them. And I mean, just you get a good vibe when you're around them. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Mr. David Smith. Thank you. Yeah, fanfare enters here. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today, David? I'm well. Right on. Well. Uh, we are, we like to visit top three core values of our guests. What are your, what are your top three? So we have, um, Anna and I together have decided that number one is to be a Christ follower. And I don't know if you want me to talk a little bit about that. There's a lot that's involved in there. But, but secondly, um, relationships. And thirdly would be generosity. So those are our main three, and there's several others buried within those, especially the Christ follower part. Yeah, talk a little bit about that's because that's I think that's a new one. Yes, that is. So, I mean, I'm going to ask why, but I kind of have an idea myself. But why why is that a a core value of yours? Core a core value is is not only what you what you think, what you say, but it's it's really how how you act, who you are, how you present Christ. Um, interesting enough, I think a lot of times we'll, we'll come up to somebody on the street and we will ask them, or maybe in the course of the conversation, we'll, we'll just say, are you, a, are you a believer? And they'll say yes. And my wife corrected me on that to quit asking them if they're a believer because you could believe in anything. Mm. Ask them if they're a Christ follower. Mm. So a Christ follower is literally, it's, it's uh, what you do. And, and it incorporates the integrity. It incorporates honor, gratitude, and, and honesty. But it also 
incorporates my affection for God, my affection for, for Jesus, His Son, and affection for the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me and every believer who's confessed the name of Jesus. So a Christ follower is a person who, who not only um, speaks it but walks it, and it, it becomes evident because of the, the fruit that's, that's on, a, on a man or a woman's life not from anything we do, but from the fruit generated by having the Spirit living inside of it. You said something in there, and it it really is, uh, it was interesting, because we're talking about principles in this season, and uh, you you said being a Christ follower incorporates this, 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 and I was like, you know, it incorporates all those principles, and a lot of the core values that we've heard in the podcast, and you could pretty much sum it up by just following Christ, because He incorporates everything. All of that, right? Yes. Th- yes. That was that was cool. I liked the way that sounded. Yeah. I also thought that the 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 question that you used to ask is I find that interesting because there was a while back I was at work with a couple buddies and you know we went out for lunch and uh, you know we got our food and we're sitting down and um, one of my coworkers he asks you know are you a believer? And I said of course yes I am. So we prayed for our food. But the reason why I say that is because when I would also think like asking, I mean, not that it's a wrong question to ask, but I also think that it's a, it's important to clarify what it is because you, like you just said, people can believe in anything they want to. And that's, that's very true. That's very true. So I will probably rephrase my question now. <laughs> what is uh, your top or your top? What's your core scripture? My core scripture is love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And that goes right into, and love your neighbor as yourself. Nice. So that's the Mark 12, 30 passage. There's, there's a couple other places. I think in Luke it also has pretty much the same uh, verse. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Goes along with that core value, that top one. Yeah. All right, so a little fun time. Uh, one of the things that uh, I heard growing up is when I pass away and I go to heaven, I get all of my questions answered. What is the top question that you have on your list that you would like answered? Well, you know, I think I may borrow something I heard from, I I hear it a lot from my friend Bill Smith, and I think he heard it from Pastor Josh Kraft about life is very simple, but it's, it's not easy. And, um, I think I would ask I would ask our Father why it was so hard to, to, to love and be what He is around other people when people are so hard to love. But then He turns around and reminds me, yeah, that was, that's how I described you two. You were hard to love. <laughs> <laughs> but He says, but I did love you. And I knew I was going to love you way ahead of time, even before you were even a, a twinkling in your parents' eyes. I, I loved you and I've loved the whole world. And guess what? I love the rest of the world that hadn't even been born yet. Wow. I do, I do have something that, you know, if, if I can. I, I had someone share that uh, how awesome it's going to be when they get to heaven to not only sit at the feet of Jesus or, or actually sit on the throne with Jesus uh, at, his, at his right hand, at the, the right hand of the Father, but that... Um, what it would be like to interview not only Jesus and, 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 and have conversation with the Spirit, but what about like 
Paul and what about David and what about Elijah and what about Abraham and, and, uh, and uh, Esther and so many, uh, not only just Old Testament, New Testament characters and all that. And I was reminded that I think those uh, saints that we read about in, in uh, Hebrews 11, that I think they're going to maybe want to gather near me and ask me what it was like living with the Holy Spirit inside of me instead of the promised Holy Spirit to come that they only um, uh, prophesied about and never never um, really experienced hmm. except as the Holy Spirit would anoint Elijah or would anoint Samson or anoint David or, or whatever for, uh, for a period of time and we know that the, that the Spirit left King Saul. He was on him and then, and then he left. That's a good question. Yeah, Why it is. Hmm. Right on. Uh, that's some deep thoughts by Jack like Handy. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. That was that was. That, I absolutely love that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get into these questions. Hmm. So, uh, so the mighty anvil, kind of based on blacksmith, starts back with uh, you know, Rudy's and the anvil that we called that the anvil. But a part of uh, being a blacksmith, the commonly used technique is called the brushing. And uh, it is a wooden uh, hand tool with bristle brushes, bristle, bristle? Yes. Wire brushes that uh, cleans off the finish of the work. So uh, what have you brushed off this week that makes you a better version of God's workmanship? Well, so what I brushed off this week is uh, haughtiness, piety, Uh, in fact, um, I'll stay with this as long as you'd like, but um, the first day of January, we moved from Frisco to, to Anna, and I really felt like the first thing that the, the Spirit told me to do is to brush off my logic. And that's been a 10-month journey that continues even into the month of November is what you know about life and what you know about me is good, and it's relevant, and it's... Uh, and it's um, it's my hands and feet, but I need you to remain sharp. And I need you to brush off those things that creep in that are not of, not of Jesus and not of the Spirit. So I feel like that that is a daily thing that happens, that there's a brushing takes place. And he's kind enough, the Spirit is kind enough to sometimes let me put the brush in my own hand and brush, brush myself of those things that he's making known to me. And that's what I ask him is, is be so present, be so uh, aware that I'm aware of you in my life that, that I know right in the middle of, uh, of making a, a wrong choice or about to say a bad word that nope, nope, there's the brush. And so if I can keep that brush in my mind's eye, then, uh, then I think I'm always prepared to be brushed off. Wow, where have we kept David for so long? <laughs> We're in two you. years of this. I'm thinking I need more of, of David <laughs> in my life, man. Holy cow. Um, right on. So uh, before we get uh, started on the questions, uh, we will be talking about principles and, and what and the principle of prayer and how is it important to uh, a believer and also a non-believer and what it looks like for both. If I may correct you, a Christ follower. A Christ follower. <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. Ah, I didn't catch that this morning. Still, I'm getting another cup of coffee. <laughs> so, uh, before we hit off on the principles, we'll be right back, Strikers, and uh, take a listen to the commercials. If you haven't heard about Anchor, 
It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcast, The Weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. And we're back. Uh, we're here with David Smith, and uh, if y'all haven't caught on yet, I think that we all need a little bit more David Smith in our lives, man. That was some really deep stuff. Some, you've had some time, to, some time to think about it, put together. I don't, you've been working on it even before you knew you were going to be on the podcast. That was, that was uh, precious. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Um, so one of the things that uh, you know I just mentioned a little while ago is for a Christ follower and a non-Christ follower. You know, it's important for prayer. And so I kind of incorporated meditation into that, kind of giving them a, you know, you, you talk prayer to a, non, a non-believer or a non-Christ follower, um, it's not going to speak to them, right? But there is importance of that. So that's why I put meditation in. I also feel that prayer is a type of meditation. Yes. And so that's, that's why I put these two together. I didn't know, like the other ones, like, that we've integrity. I think integrity speaks either way. Yes. You know, it, you don't have to bring um, religion or faith into that that conversation with a non-believer. So, but with prayer, I think that that word can kind of it shut has a connotation off. of religion yeah. of, and faith. Yeah. So another reason uh, to pray is that God. In, wait. Another reason to pray is that God intends prayer to be the means of obtaining His solution in a matter number of solutions. Hard for me to say. Uh, we pray in preparation for major decisions, overcome demonic barriers, to gather works of spiritual harvests, uh, to gain strength, to overcome temptation, and to obtain the means of strengthening others in, in spirituality. What does that mean to you? Well, I totally agree. Uh, you know, maybe, if I may, the the question was, so what about a non-believer or a non-Christ follower, how they would think of prayer or, or let's say meditation and all that? Uh, you know, my thought was if you post something on a, on a, on a mailbox, uh, well, a cluster box that says, hey, uh, let's, meet for, let's meet for prayer Monday night at 7 every week, uh, you would probably have a limited audience based on those who understand and maybe have a, a thought of what prayer is. Others what, that are, you know, non-Christ followers might look at that and go, "Why would I do that?" <laughs> you know. But if you put something up there uh, uh, that says maybe a, a, a time of meditation that um, that speaks to to people, maybe whether it's they don't even think of it in terms of spirituality. They think, of, well, yeah, everybody needs to meditate. Oh, I'm so stressed out, my job, my, you know, uh, raising a family, the whole thing. And so that would maybe be inclusive. Well, I happen to believe that meditation is a huge part of prayer and uh, preparation and follow-through, especially for a Christ follower. You know, I was 
as I think about that, I, it's like, which came first, meditation or prayer? And in my mind, I believe prayer always comes first because that's how, and not just a person or, or a Christ follower starts their day, and maybe we can talk about this later, but uh, it's a pray without ceasing thing, which is a real, um, I don't even call it an art. I just call it a, a, a way of life for, for a Christ follower. But in that process, um, I want to pray because I want to have the, the Word and the Spirit of God who I know is inside of me making a difference, transforming me from the inside out, who helps me to know what to pray for and how to start my day. You mentioned a lot of those those things like solutions about uh, big events in our life or things happening in the world, you know, the war in Ukraine or, you know, gas prices or inflation or whatever like that. And, and I think that we start off with with prayer and then we're able to meditate on the Word of God inside of us and He's able to show us what to what to do and think and, and how to operate today, but also it helps us uh, in the next chapter of our prayer life in that same day. You know, we've prayed, now we're meditating, and uh, the conversation, um, I believe, that we're having back and forth with God is happening as we pray, and He's showing me again how to pray or correcting me from where I started that morning. I, I want you to focus on this right now for today. You know, I think about... Uh, Scott, one thing you said was um, what what um, people would quote pray for or meditate or whatever like that. You know, some people pray that, and I'm not a baseball fan, but some people pray that the the Phillies will win or the Astros will win or the Cowboys or whoever your your favorite team is. Some people pray that you know, oh, I hope it's not so cold tomorrow morning, or, or, or I pray that you know. And we had some tornadoes here uh, in East Texas last night, so people pray for all kinds of things, you know, but. Um, I think sometimes we're we're praying that our our, our 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 food maybe is the one that even what I'd say non non believers or non Christ followers would pray for that you know at a at a holiday meal that maybe they'll maybe they'll have a sit down and a and a very short prayer. Right on. I know that kind of went long. I'm sorry, but no, uh, don't, don't worry about that at all. <laughs> this is all about you, so we want we we're looking for information. I'm, I've always uh, thought of the podcast as uh, my, one of my favorite TV shows growing up, and I don't know if you remember it, but it was In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. that, it's just always been who I am. <clears throat> I've always looked for, looked for things. I always am always curious on how things work, uh, how people work. So, yeah, as much as you can give us, we appreciate it. Well, I learned so much about life from Mark and Mindy. Nanu Nanu. Nah, right on, right on. There was some, uh, there was some uh, enlightenment there. You know, as far uh, for me, uh, and I, it's an analogy that I use when I talk about prayer and meditation, that I, I liken it to a computer running a lot of programs. And, you know, you, you never turn the thing off and all the programs are open and your laptop is like really slow and it can be kind of frustrating. And the importance of closing all the files, close, or powering down the laptop, and then rebooting it, and it's amazing how much uh, quicker and better it runs. And so I've always thought that there was a huge uh, benefit to, to shutting down and having a moment of quiet time. And for some, quiet time is one thing. For me, it's, uh, it's typically after I pray, and it's listening to 
what he has to say mm-hmm. to me for that day. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I, I put that time. I was going to say um, a couple things that you mentioned regarding meditation and prayer and uh, about non-believers or, you know, people that have stepped away from, from church. And I think that in some aspect, everybody prays. I think in some aspect, everybody prays about something. Like you said, yeah. you know, you go into a job interview, how many people have maybe not said, you know, please, dear Lord, help me get this job, but maybe not in those words, but to some extent thought like, man, I really need this job. And they're meditating on, you know, maybe tips that they heard about interviews or, you know, hey, here's some great questions I can ask the interviewer. And they're meditating on that to try to to get them geared for, you know, entering the job interview, completing the job interview successfully, um, having a good thought process during the job interview, or, you know, I mean, big choices in life. Hey, I'm going to go buy this house. Hey, I'm going to move to this other state. I'm going to move to another country and try to figure out life. Um, I think that a lot of people have, have inadvertently prayed for help, for guidance, for wisdom, for, hey, is this the right move? You know, let me know when I need to just, you know, throw my hands up and walk away because it was the wrong move or, you know, whatever that case is. So I think a, a lot of people have prayed regardless of being, you know, Christ followers or, or religiously, religiously going to church, religiously going to church or, you know, uh, maybe being the, the CEO of Christmas and Easter only. No, I agree, and I, I think that there's there's no there's no unbelievers in a foxhole in a war. And I think just like you said, Alan, that um, believer and non-believer, you know, if you've got a, a family member who's had a life-threatening injury or a disease, or or you're in a uh, you know in an ICU or whatever like that, whether you've ever prayed before or not, I think suddenly now you know it's it's the real deal. Mm-hmm. You want healing, you want yeah. restoration. Yeah. What do you think uh, it holds people back from having a prayer life? Oh, goodness. Uh, I'm not adequate. You know, how could, how could I have conversation with the creator mm. of the world? You know, how does he have time for me? I, I don't know how many billions there, there are and have been and all that. I don't know, six, eight, five billion, whatever it is. But how does he have time for each one of us? How could he possibly, first of all, know about all of us? And second of all, how could he possibly care about everything? You know, I know probably the big stuff and maybe I bring the big stuff to him, but you know, the little stuff, uh, you know, I probably, that's for me to figure out. And I think that that's um, fear or or, or, uh, incompetence. We think we don't, we're not, you know, we just don't rate on God's um, chart or whatever like that. And the other thing I think not only is disbelief or maybe or maybe even unbelief. I think there's a big difference in disbelief and unbelief. But, you know, maybe we've prayed for whatever it was and didn't, didn't get a satisfactory answer, didn't get the answer we were hoping for, expecting or whatever like that. And we just uh, thought, see, he, God really doesn't care about me. And so I think that's part of it, and I think some of that really is um, we we're just we're just geared as and wired as human beings to do stuff on our own. And the thing that it, it used to bother me, the thing that I think is really more opportunistic now is when I hear people, and especially Christ followers, make a comment of they did this, you know, there was a situation they did this, they did that. Well, there's nothing else to do. I guess we need to pray, and and I like. You know, that's 
that's probably where we should have started yes. because we might have uh, nuked through a lot of this other stuff and not had to uh, deal with that. And I know we would have got wisdom because I would have asked for wisdom and for application and for, for uh, a quick word or something like that. And uh, at least it was a, a much better place to start than just acquiesce to, we've done everything, I guess all there's left to do is pray. You know, for me, I think it's one of the hardest things is I listen to a lot of people pray and I can't get past the, wow, that was a really great prayer. I, I don't I don't have the words like that, the flow like that. So I know that that's held me back in the past. Now, not so much. I understand that, I, you know, my conversations with him are all day long. So um, he knows, I don't know that I necessarily... I need to I need to get better on praying daily instead of just uh, you know a couple times a week. Not necessarily when I need stuff, but definitely just being listening. I do listen a lot more than I pray for, so mm. I'm not sure what that's all about. But I think uh, you were also mentioning how people uh, want to depend on themselves, and I kind of have that going on as well. Thinking that okay, he's got he's got enough to do with everybody else. This is something I feel like I can handle, so I don't I don't. I don't need him. Ooh, that sounded really bad, didn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I, in this situation, I think I've got it. But, you know, I always need him. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, I mean, just for as men, I think are, are, we're raised to do it yourself. Do it yourself. Nobody's there to help you. Generally speaking, nobody's there to help you. You have to do it yourself. If you want it done, you got to do it yourself. And then, you know, even not just men, but single parents, um, single parent families, they have, they, everything falls on them. Yes. to do it and I think that a lot of that is that's where I think that that's where a lot of that thought comes from well I just got to do it myself I got to do it myself nobody's here to help me and the thing is it's like God's always there to help us um, maybe not in the way that we think maybe not in the way that we're expecting but God is always there to, to help us to guide us to you know that little voice in the back of your head that says mm, maybe not don't do it this way to me I think that's God yeah. I think that's God saying like Hey, do this instead. That inner voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody's got it. It's all there. What do you find yourself uh, praying for the most? You know, I have... Um, I find myself wanting to pray for other people, their needs. Um, I've really begun to focus more on other people. And I think that that's really that part about the Christ follower thing is he had such compassion for people. If I really want to imitate and be like Christ, I need to be compassionate. I need to have my eyes open. I need to have my ears open. And uh, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed to have a wife, my wife Anna, who we will celebrate 45 years on Christmas Eve this year. Congratulations. And, um, you know, Somewhere in here, guys, it, you know, prayer is, is a personal thing. It's a one-on-one -on -one with God. It's a, it's a private thing. Some people would have what they'd call their prayer closet. Some people's prayer closet is when they're driving around because they have um, time to themselves and all that. But prayer is also public. Um, but anyway, back to your question. Um, for me, being... Knowing that I, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored, and, and that I, I walk with the King, and, and um, when I when I see God's work happening, then it sets a new standard for me. I mean, like uh, being being overseas and all that. We can talk about 
mission trips and stuff like that. But when you see the hand of God uh, answer what our prayers have been and stuff like that, it energizes you. It sets a new standard, and you you see people and things around you that um, are homeless or, or uh, without a job or are in a, in dire straits, um, and that makes me want to pray for them. So I uh, there's there's so much need out there. That's where I, I want to spend my time praying right now. Alan, where do you keep your? Where do you pray for most? Um, I actually pray for when it comes to like family prayers. We do that with with Isaiah and Aviana before putting them down for bed. Um, yeah, I, I I I find that I pray for them a lot. Um, you know, hoping that hoping that I, I my wife and I we get it right as being parents. Um, praying that we do a good job, uh, praying that they're successful. Um, you know, we have affirmations that we speak over them uh, just because I know, like, the world can be a negative place. And so, you know, if he can, if Isaiah can remember, you know, God loves you, you know, you're, you're smart, regardless of what anybody tells you. Um, and that, you know, you're obedient, you can make great decisions. I think if he can remember that anytime he falls on tough times he'll be able to remember like oh yeah god loves me and yes. you know i i am smart i can make good decisions you know and i think that i find myself praying for the kids a lot i find myself praying for other people a lot um yeah so i pray for i pray for shannon and i both you know we pray for our marriage and pray for you know our household and, and finances but i find that i pray a lot over uh, the kids david do you have any kids yeah, I have um, I have three. Our oldest son is 38, and he has t- our two oldest grandchildren. He lives here in Frisco. My middle child is uh, Jared. So Aaron's my oldest. Jared is 36, and Jared is living in Garland, uh, looking to move to Fort Worth, a new job, great opportunity. Yeah. Nice. He has no children, and our youngest, Brittany, who is adopted, uh, we thought we were done and found out we weren't. So Brittany came into our life at three months. And so anyway, she's 31. So she has, she and her husband, Brad, have three of our grandchildren. So we have five. And so uh, our, our kids are all adult. And just because they get out of your, your house, and, and Alan, I totally agree about praying for, the, for, for your children and all that, but even our adult children, you know, that they, they continue with uh, their needs and their life and their health and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and yes, it's a pleasure to, to pray for your, your family. And let's don't forget to pray for our family. You know, let's, while we're praying for everybody else, yes, let's pray for our family who we know best. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I ask that question is uh, the past couple of weeks I've heard that comment, like hoping I do raise my kids right. I hope I get it right. I hope I don't mess them up. Do you think that was a big concern of yours growing, when you were raising your kids, or do you think it's harder now to make sure you're doing the right thing with all the information that the kids have access to so easily? I'm just, I don't know why. I've heard that more just in the past couple of weeks than I've ever had about, man, I hope I can get my kids right. Well, uh, this is where I, uh, it's confession time. So um, my wife and I have been married a long time, but she and I both have been churchgoers, whatever that means, from the cradle. And um, so we got married young, and um, she was a stay-at-home mom, and has we've been blessed to have her as a stay-at-home mom almost the entire time. So 
did we pray for our kids then and how's it now? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the confession part is Anna has been much of a prayer, more of a prayer warrior all along our entire marriage than, than I was initially. Back in, you know, in our 20s and 30s and all that, um, go to church all the time, serve, was a deacon, you know, all those good things and all that. But was I a good dad? Uh, seemed like back in those days I was, I would spend more time praying and serving and, and helping those in the church, maybe to the detriment of my own, my own children. And so the, the good news is that God did a reverse in me. He allowed me to, um, to uh, get a second chance with my kids. So my adult children are, are seeing their dad more, more present in their lives, um, uh, and that's a tribute to God. I needed that. Thanks, David. I, I, I think that uh, for me, I, I serve a lot at the church. And uh, recently, I, I've actually served more, but I'm also more involved in my kids' lives knowing that, uh, that I've got some, some raising to do. <laughs> I, listen, we, I mean, even to this day, I still need my mom and dad. I still need them. You know, whether it's just a smile, whether it's a word of encouragement, I still need my parents. So I think going forward, your, your kids are always going to need you. And they're always going to look back and they're going to go, ah, oh, Dad. I, I honestly, I think they will. They, yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, is, I mean is, is raising kids different nowadays? I mean, I, I would say yes, but it, it's, it's still the same, really. I mean, back then you still had, you know, crazy people out there and we still have crazy people now. It just seems like there's a lot more of them just because access to media and internet and all that. Um, so I think it's, I think it's the same, really. It might be a little bit different because, yeah, they have, you know, kids are learning things way younger than they should, learning and seeing things way younger than we did, but, you know, I mean, they, they have, I think every kid now is born with an email address. That's weird. <laughs> but I think, I think it's the same. I Social think it's the same. security number and an email address. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't yeah. let them out of the hospital no. without either one of those. Here's their Facebook account. Here's their logins. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when I was studying for uh, this, this episode on prayer, um, I found out that not everybody connects their prayer life with their everyday life. What are some tips that you would uh, mention uh, or that could help people connect the two, their prayer life and their everyday life? Well, we know what we're, our schedule is from day to day, and if we will deliberately choose to include prayer as part of that process, you know, even, even for someone who maybe doesn't pray a lot or doesn't pray often or doesn't, or doesn't know what to pray for, uh, that's a place to start is, Lord, you know my schedule today. Um, let me start with work and, and uh and you know what's going on in your family. You know you got school kids or older kids or, or maybe no kids. And you know you may or may not have a spouse, but, but everybody knows what their, their schedule is. And for me, that's a place that you can start. Uh, Lord, just give me wisdom today to know what to do in my job. You know, I manage people or, or I, I, serve, I serve a master at work or whatever like that. And he or she, um, has need of, of, of my skill and what I bring and all that. And uh, that's where I would start is I, I know what I what my schedule is every day. You've mentioned two things, uh, 
in in talking this morning, and it, it keeps dragging me back to this quote. Uh, Josh Kraft uh, posted this yesterday. It says, "Obvious, if your leader, your te- your team is your number one customer. Not obvious. If you are a team, your leader is your number one customer. If leaders serve the team and the team serves the leader's vision." The customer is served well because the leader's vision is to serve. I don't know. I, it was just putting that together, you know, praying for uh, your everyday life and, and the people that are you know, leading you and who you are leading. And then uh, I forgot what the other part was you caught on earlier, but twice you brought that up. I wanted to mention that. I, I like that. We've been talking about leadership earlier and squirrel i don't know if y'all saw the squirrel run across the microphone but (laughs) (laughs) Um, it it really was we were talking about serving and leadership and how a good leader doesn't push his team a good leader pulls his team and Mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't know just a little nugget for those that are listening so (laughs) so i wanted to ask because we we talked about prayer but I, i i wanted to kind of back up and how is there a correct way to pray because i think for people that are new to church or new to uh, following Christ, I think that there's a, a false expectation of here's how you're supposed to pray. Um, how do we pray? You know, Jesus' um, apostles asked him, Lord, how should we pray? And he told them, um, and, and there's their scripture that says that. So how, how, should, a, how should a person pray? Um, I think in some of the notes that that I was given, it talked about um, not to babble, um, to be focused on on um, on the things that you really have interest in. I believe that God is interested in the things we're interested in. What that it wants me makes me want to do is I want to be interested in the things that I know God is interested in. So that shapes what I what I think and, and what I'm about. So I think what I would suggest is that we don't pray rote prayers all the time, that we don't pray the same, now lay me down to sleep or pray, you know, the, my, the Lord, my soul to keep and all that kind of thing. Because I think not only are those um, prayers that that are repeated over and over and over, but I think it makes me dull in expanding what I want to pray about or what I think God is willing to cover me or, or, or to give me care and guidance in and stuff like that. So is there a right way? I think the right way is to be sincere and approach God as a conversation that He's real. And I think as a child, and we're teaching our kids, I know, Alan, you've got uh, two small ones, and we're t- and you know we're teaching our kids to pray. We're putting them to bed with prayer. You know we're probably praying with them at at meals and all kinds of things. So we're teaching them. So I would even suggest as a parent to um, not repeat the same prayer over and over and over, so that our children even are, are not t- taught to uh, to pray like that. But that that they are taught that you know today we have something going on and and. And by the way, we're going to pray today, Isaiah, for that for that thing yes, that that's in yes. school or that thing that we're going to go. You know, we we have this need today, and I think that's one thing we can do is is think of it in terms as we're we're also teachers. We're not just prayers, but we're also teachers. Oh yeah, especially especially for our own family, and frankly, for the family of God. So you mentioned uh, Matthew six seven, and uh, so. 
this was a, I've got two questions, a little confusion that I need help with in sometimes it's contradicting, but maybe it's just context in the Bible. But here we go. So Matthew 6, 7, it says, uh, when you pray, do not babble on and on as the Gentiles to do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. But then in Matthew 26, 44, it says, so he went to pray a third time saying the same things again. So could you help me clarify that one? And I've got another one for you after that. But. Okay. <laughs> well, I think the, I think where Jesus is talking about in Matthew 6, and this is part of the three chapters of Matthew 5, 6, and 7, this, the famous Sermon on the Mount. And I think what he's helping people understand is, first of all, the babbling. Who are you praying to? Who is your audience? Is your audience the Heavenly Father? Or is your audience those sitting around that are delighted by or impressed or, or amazed at uh, your, your, your words? And you just go on and on and on. And, and, and like, who's my prayer really for? Is my prayer so that they'll ask me again to pray publicly? Because, ooh, you know, I, I pray lengthy prayers. <clears throat> so I think babbling includes that Pharisee who was standing on the corner who basically said, thank you, Lord, that I'm not like the sinner over here who's over here saying a very sincere prayer and he's beating his breast because he's praying to the Lord that I don't deserve your love. And when we babble, we are inviting the public to be uh, uh, in love with our words without regard to God going, yeah, are you done yet? You know, I'm ready to move on with that prayer, kind of a thing like that. So that's kind of where, where I come across with the babbling is, who are we praying to? And, and why are we praying? Are we praying for, for human ears? Or are we praying for the, for the ears of God? The part that you're referring to about Jesus praying three times as a garden is, um, I believe, Matthew 26. And uh, actually, the first prayer, Jesus he takes his three with him, and, and he goes in there and he prays, uh, Lord, please remove this cup from me. And he comes back. And the second prayer is, if I must take this cup. So it's a slightly different prayer. First of all, he's saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this thing. Can you, can you save me, rescue me from this thing? And the second time he goes in is, okay, I think he knows and he's resolved. And in my mind, Jesus was right there in the beginning, pre-Genesis 1, 26 and 7 and, and, you know, and all that kind of thing, that Jesus helped decide and was in on the discussion that, yes, I'll give my life. So when Jesus is in there the second time, he goes, okay, you've reminded me, Daddy, Abba, which, by the way, I encourage you to have a relationship with your Heavenly Father that includes, I mean, we, we call our wife honey, we call her baby, we call her sweetie and you that may seem odd or disrespectful but uh but i think god calls us enduring names and pastor and steve steve minor calls uh, god papa yes <laughs> yes when he prays yes I love yes it. we do too and so um so then the third time is is jesus going back in there and i think he's praying for the ability and the strength to to do what what the plan has been all along and what I agreed to in the beginning. So I think that's the difference in a babbling prayer, saying the same thing over and over and over as compared to how Jesus prayed for the thing is, okay, you've shown me and reminded me this is my calling. And, and so give me, the, give me the strength and the grace to follow through. 
and to, he doesn't say this, and I know a lot of this is, is maybe just me just, I don't say making this up, but I believe he's also saying, give me the grace to look on the people who will nail my hands to the cross, who will beat me in public court, who will mock me, press the thorns into my head, and all that thing. I think he's asking for the full ability to honor God through his own death that he's about to do. Wow. Uh, that's, that's good. It's deep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> um, a key to prayer is being, an- or a key to prayer is being answered. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. This is, out- this is something that I think is a key. Uh, a key to prayers being answered is to make sure that what you are praying for aligns with what God wants or His will wants for you and you, and not your interest but His interest. And that's how, like if you want prayers answered, like, you know, one of the things that uh, the faith of the mustard seed, if I have enough faith, I know that this is an analogy of just big things in my life, but if I believe hard enough, I can move that mountain. But is that God's will? Is that what he wants me to do is move that mountain? So he's not going to, well, I'm I'm just saying, he's not going to answer that and say, yeah, we'll move the mountain. But I think that if if we align with what God wants us to do for other people and serving others, then he'll help those prayers come answered. If it's for self-indulgent, self for ourselves, self-gratification, then... You probably, those might not be answered because they're not lining up with what he will, wants. Because I've been praying for a Lamborghini for, oh, maybe five years, and I still haven't gotten it. Yeah. But it is his timing, too, so there's hope that that still hey, might Hey, listen, happen. everybody's praying for that Powerball right now. <laughs> right? I'm not even going to lie. 1.5 million? 1.5 million. Billion. Billion. We'll start praying for that here after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so so you, you ask, um, what should we pray for? Um, well, first of all, I believe you've got a You've got to get God's Word inside of you, which means you have to you have to read. You don't have to be a scholar, but you have to have a willingness to to know what God is all about. And if again, I used the word earlier, we want to imitate Jesus, um, that we need to know the things that God is interested in. So God loves people. So I need to know that I need to love people. So where where do my my prayer thoughts generate. Do they generate in my own greed or my own selfishness or my own need or or even worse, just not a need, but my own desire? You know, and again, not about the Lamborghini or whatever like that, but, um, you know, what is it that I can pray for that's actually going to give God the glory? And will me praying for my 12-year-old grandson to be cured of A1 diabetes does that bring God glory? It does. We've been praying for my 12-year-old grandson for 10 and a half years, uh, and we believe he's healed. We haven't seen it manifested yet, but we believe he's healed, and uh, we believe that that ultimately, our testimony, brings God glory. So I think that's part of where we have to think secondarily, I don't mean secondarily, but at a second level of why am I praying for the things I'm praying for? Am I praying for selfish things or am I praying for things that will bring God glory? And things that bring God glory is my neighbors improve health or, or, or those kind of situations where it's about the one another things that the Bible talks about. There's so many one another things in the Bible. We want to pray that 
that we serve them and we do them and we love them and we help bring, we lift people's arms up and we uh, encourage them and we train and, and nurture them in how to pray too. And just, just as we wrap up that question, I just want to say, if I do get that Lambo, you've heard uh, Jesus take the wheel. I'll let him drive. I'll let him drive. Yes. Do you, yeah. what, I, th- I think we might have mentioned this earlier, but do you see, we did mention this. I'll edit that out. So what are the, pra- what are the benefits of prayer and meditation? The benefits of prayer and meditation. First of all, I know, I know where to go for my strength and my encouragement. So why would I go somewhere else? Why would I go to a neighbor for advice who can't, who can't steer me back to God? Or why would I go to someone who, who walks in such a way that they don't believe in, in prayer or something like that? So the benefits of prayer are, A, I believe, whether I see it or not, I trust and believe that that's gonna happen, that God is gonna answer my prayers even if I'm praying specifically a yes, he may answer a no because he knows better. I may find out later, uh, hopefully in my lifetime, I'll find out why the yes became no. Uh, but, but what I'm actually seeing is, well, who else am I going to pray for? I mean, who am I going to pray to? The Lamborghini dealer? I mean, you know, so uh, who, who can actually... Who can actually bless me along the way? And I'm not talking about bucks in my wallet. I'm talking about who can give me an encouragement to want to come back and pray again tomorrow. And then when people come up and have a need where they actually um, say, hey, my family or my wife or my job or whatever like that. And I think part of that is our rushing in to be the hands and feet of God. And I'll just tell you, when people indicate a prayer need, I don't think they're asking you, I mean, they'll say, would you put me on the prayer list? But I think what they want you to do is lay hands on them right then if if they'll give you permission and pray for them and believe not only for them, but with them. Just like the four that lifted the lame man through the ceiling tiles, you know, whether whether he was out there going, hey, the master's in town. Will y'all carry me up there and and bring me in? Or if they were, the four guys were going, hey, the master's in town. Maybe, maybe we can present you before Jesus and you'll get healed. So I don't know if it was their faith, the faith of the four, or the faith of the man. But I believe God was honored that they trusted in him to bring about healing for their friend, or in this case, maybe himself. And so that's where I want to go is where I have seen the goodness of God, even though I maybe haven't seen the miracle that I've asked for. I haven't seen the specific thing answered as a yes, but I know, I know where to go pray. That's good. It's been an hour. Oh boy. Wow. Okay. Right? It went fast. Yeah. It <laughs> so when as, it's good, it goes fast. As we, uh, as we wrap up, is there anything that you would like as a parting note that you want people to know about prayer? Yes, um, my parting note is is just start. You know, whether you whether you think that that God is too busy, or, or you don't have the words, or you're fearful, or or I even even thought of another thing is why should I pray? Because God already knows me. If He already knows me, why do I need to? You know, who's prayer for? Is prayer for God or is prayer for me? And the answer is yes. 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 So that's what I encourage people to do: is wherever they are in their faith walk, is to include prayer. And um, maybe in that 
uh, and I touched on a little bit earlier about pray without ceasing. So is that me taking the day off, phoning in sick so that I can spend 24 hours on my knees praying? No. But it's that, that spirit of prayer that, uh, that I think Paul was addressing is that we have the very spirit of God and God is a multitasker. And I'm not saying that we should pray and, and also do our work or we should pray and also do our grocery shopping, but it's an attitude of prayer that we have that everywhere we go, God, you're leading and directing me and all of it. And if I can be aware of that, again, the awareness that God loves me and wants me to have conversation and trust in him is where I would encourage our listeners today is just start. Just start. It's good. It's good. I did not put who. I know we got a couple episodes com- coming up, but we do uh, have a couple episodes. I, coming I know up. we got um, Sam Wood coming up, mm-hmm. and we got uh, Tyron Taryn. Taryn, yeah, Taren. sorry. We got for the ladies' take. For the ladies' take, we got Taryn um, Towers. It's <laughs> almost getting that last name right. So, and then uh, we got our our re- reflections coming mm-hmm. up. So. Um, Alan, if they want to get a hold of us, what do they do? Uh, for, for those that want to get a hold of us, you can email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on uh, the interwebs at themightyanvil.com. And lastly, our Facebook group, Mighty Anvil, The Mighty Anvil, and also Instagram is Mighty Anvil Podcast. All right. So one of the last things we do, David, is we ask our, uh, our guests to pray us out. Would you uh, give us the, the pleasure? Such a pleasure. So Heavenly Father, thank you for, for this time to, um, to bring your name up high directly back to you for us to honor you with, with our words and our expressions, but especially our attitude and the change that it's making inside of us. Lord, I pray for each man or woman who's listening to this uh, podcast, Lord, that they would understand that there's a loving God out there who has their best mind for them that has a plan for them and lord if we um, don't know what that plan is i pray that first of all we just ask you so lord i pray that we would also understand that you have given us your son jesus he died on the cross for us you've given us his holy spirit who literally moves all the bags all the luggage inside of us brings every tool and every gift we will ever need so lord i just pray that we will invite Holy Spirit into our life to show us, to show us your love, to let us choose to make changes, and then, Lord, for you to fill us. So we're grateful, God, for for your your love for us, and we just pray those blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Strikers, until next week.